What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode eight of Sitting Courtside. I'm your boy, Jerry D. My name's Dante. We're in the, the Kobe Bryant, you know, the first half of Kobe Bryant's mm -hmm. career for this thing, man. We took a week off, but, you know, some unforeseen circumstances, but we're back in it. Yep. We're trying to get better. As back like we never left. Exactly. You know, that's, like that's the coolest part about this thing. But, you know, really, we'll jump right into this thing. We won't waste anybody's time here. Just since we did miss a week, a lot kind of happened in the NBA, or at least in the basketball landscape. We're, We're getting closer. We're getting closer to training camp, Jerry. We're getting close to the start of the season. Things are going to start picking up a little bit. It definitely is going to heat up. We're definitely going to have a lot more to talk about Extend instead of like pulling for teeth, you know, for topics. But yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why we have to start with the world and what happened last <laughs> week or probably a couple weeks ago now where Team USA failed to get a medal, not just a gold medal, but a silver, not even a bronze. And they got a 39 piece from Dylan Brooks. Of course. Of course did they did. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, Jerry, I I mean, we talked about this before. Um, you know, we haven't really touched upon, uh, you know, FIBA or anything like that because I really haven't been following along with it too much, admittedly. I know you would definitely have been more than I have. But, you know, you kind of looked at the roster that Team USA put together and everything. And by all means, I mean, it was a it was a good roster, like a great, you know, group of NBA players. I get that. But it was kind of like you look at, the team that they put together compared to who the actual stars are in the NBA. And it's like they put together their B team or something like that. And, you know, Steve Kerr said it in the post-game interview and stuff like that. Like, you know, this isn't 1992. All these countries have gotten better, which is factual. I mean, we just look back at the last X amount of years, and that's the truth. I mean, the NBA is made up of some of the best international players. Uh, some of the best players in the NBA are international players. They're not even American players. So... Of course, like the other countries have caught up and stuff like that. And Team USA didn't put their best foot forward. Uh, they didn't have their best, you know, the biggest NBA stars on the roster. You could maybe say that they played down to their competition, even though I just said that, you know, these international teams have gotten better. Maybe they didn't take it as seriously. Maybe they thought it was going to be a walk in the park. And then, you know, obviously it blew up in their face. But yep. the fact that they didn't even get a medal, I mean, that's kind of embarrassing. I mean, listen, we pride ourselves on USA being the best country in the world when it comes to sports, basketball, all this stuff. You can't even get a fucking medal, bro. You have Dylan Brooks dropping 39 on your head in the bronze medal game. Come on. That's you know, ridiculous. That's a situation, too, being in the bronze medal game. That's not even where you should be at. No. If you're trying to play the Team USA standards. Like, I absolutely, you know, I can't, obviously, we're not going to be on the opposite sides of the fence here i think all of america should be kind of pissed that <laughs> wow our best player on team usa was anthony edwards and no disrespect to the dude but we love him we love he's him not, he's not a top five to top 10 guy in the nba quite yet mm -mm. i think he's well on his way but with all due respect to him and the rest of that roster that that was that was garbage that we rolled out there. That, Like you said, that's a B, that is a C team. You can yeah. even rank it a D team. I don't even I, give I said that. B, and I was being generous. I just yeah. didn't want to be the guy. To, I didn't want to be a dick about it. But, you know, I, it's, I want, it's a, I want to be a dick about it. Sure, I, be a dick <laughs> about it, please. Like, the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. only averaged three rebounds a game. My reigning defensive player of the year came to FIBA and averaged three boards a game. He was averaging more term. fouls than boards. More fouls. For <laughs> like, the it's ridiculous. And ridiculous. Like, you know, I, think, I think what some people forget about that award is that 
defensive rebounding is also included as a as a defensive stat, mm-hmm. you know, the block belt and actually yep. being able to snag something to prevent another possession for the other team. He oh, yeah. failed to do that, which in my mind lets me know that all Jaron Jackson really is is just a block artist. He's not really that great of a low post defender. He's all right. And he's not a great rebounder by any stretch of the means. Three rebounds in international play as a seven-footer. I could have went out there at 5'11", six foot even, and get you two to three rebounds. I can do that for Team USA. I was going to say, I feel like one of us could have gone out there and averaged the same amount of rebounds. It's kind of crazy. Like, Jaron Jackson only averaged three more rebounds than us during <laughs> during, the, <laughs> during that run. Yeah, I mean, it's all around. I mean, even when I was looking, again, I didn't really watch the games or much. I caught up afterwards with the highlights, all this and that. But you look at the starting lineups of Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Anthony Edwards, Jaron Jackson. I, I mean, I don't even know who 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 I'm missing. Who was the other starter in that in that lineup? Half the lineup was Knicks players. Which, no offense to the Knicks, but it's like you know, that's not how it should be. It's the Knicks aren't the U.S. Is that's not like the Team USA of the NBA. You know what I mean? Like we should be represented by some of the best in the world. And I get it. This isn't the Olympics. Like, there's different tournaments and this and that. I understand. So, you know, you're not always going to get the best players for every single tournament. But it's just, we're supposed to be the best country in the world, man. And then shit like this happens. And And then, you know, it's embarrassing. It's it's very embarrassing. You know, and you said that we don't always put out the best guys for these different types of tournaments. But Mm -hmm. places like Slovenia, Luka plays in all of those things. Places like Greece, when Giannis is available, he'll play. Yeah, Yeah, Giannis was hurt. He's the only reason why he didn't play. Exactly. But, you know, like, obviously, my our anger (laughs) really forgot what this real topic was supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which is the fact that, obviously, I'm sure everybody's seen it by now, but LeBron's basically getting the band back together. Yep. Probably going to be his – it definitely has to be his last Olympic run in 2024 it, in Paris. If it, it has to be. That he's gonna, going to make a return to Olympic play, and he's recruiting everybody. Yep. I'm talking Steph. I'm talk, talking KD. I'm talking about his now current teammate in Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. He wants everybody on that team. And guys like Kyrie Irving and Damian Lillard are also interested. The team's supposed to be freaking loaded. And if we can get Joel Embiid to have his dual citizenship to that's actually right. play for Team USA. It- that's that's the type of team that you got to put together. That That's the type of team that you can confidently say is going to win by 30 points every single game. But I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think as embarrassing as it is, I think it kind of is, um, in a way, a wake-up call. To like, you know, just the NBA to just USA in, in general that, hey, you know, some of the best talent in the world isn't in the USA anymore. We can't just be putting these BC team players out there and expect a gold medal. That ain't going to happen. Moving forward, yeah, we're putting together a super team here. But I'm hoping that is it, this isn't just a one-time thing. Again, like for guys like LeBron, obviously, this is probably going to be their last run. But for future tournaments going forward, I would hope that, a loss, a fourth place finish would give some guys an itch of, hey, like, you know, maybe I can put aside a month or two during the offseason to train and, you know, get a gold medal for my country and stuff like that. To some players, to some international players, winning a gold medal for their country actually means more than winning a championship. I, I at the top of my head, I can't think of who said that quote exactly, but I remember hearing that from certain NBA players in the past. Yeah. And I just hope that this 
you know, along with the Olympics in a few years, uh, you know, reminds players that, hey, we need to represent our country. We, we, we need to go out there and actually, like, prove that we are the best country when it comes to yeah. playing basketball and stuff. Because that's, yeah. that's what we pride ourselves on for the last, what, 30 years or so? And now it's just like, you know, now we just forget about that. Yeah, like, honestly, like, I don't have too much to add here. Like, we're going to move on since this is old news anyway. But that team should have an average margin of victory of 25 to 35 points. At when least. you have LeBron, Tatum, yep. Curry, possibly Joel Embiid. No one's stopping you. There's nothing else to talk about. Like, losing to Germany in the in the FIBA World Cup was already embarrassing enough. Germany's a pretty mm-hmm. good team. They showed me that. Dennis Schroeder showed me that he could lead a team and go and yeah, turn that play. You know, true. like. And say. Dennis Schroeder Respect. showed me he could lead Germany to victory. Great, man. I'm, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That losing to Canada is even more yeah. embarrassing to, to yeah. some degree. We yeah. lost to another another country we, within the same continent as we us. lost to Dylan Brooks, and we lost to Dylan Brooks. We lost to a, a country. Everyone shits continent. on him. Everyone hates on him, but yet Please. we lost. We dropped thirty nine on us. Yeah, it's Just insane. Let that, let that sink in. We I can't wait. The other country in our continent won a uh, won a medal, and we didn't. Yeah, they are the best team in North yeah. America. Yeah. Hey, you said it, not me. Put that on a t shirt. <laughs> Put that on t-shirt. Yeah. If the if um Team USA doesn't do well in the Olympics, they don't get a gold medal in the Olympics. I might have to buy a uh a Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic jersey or so I'm I'm gonna you have to get, switch up. I gotta I get know. different Or Dylan Brooks. Might have to get Dylan Brooks jersey. I don't know. I just need I to get know. different citizenship. I, I gotta have <laughs> yeah. <from> somewhere else. <laughs> I'm going to Canada. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> All right. Move, yeah, let's move moving on. on to something that. that's like uh you know, been drawing out all summer long, obviously. Something that we literally told each other on camera, off camera. I'm getting tired of talking about this shit at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to revisit the Damian Lillard trade, <laughs> Portland has now came out. Let me make sure I don't I don't paraphrase this in any way. Let me just go mm-hmm. ahead and say it. According to Brian Windhorse, the Blazers want the Heat to empty out all their assets for Damian Lillard. They want the Heat to literally scrounge into every nook and cranny and produce everything <laughs> they possibly can. The Heat don't feel like they need to do that. Just your quick thoughts here before I go in. The Heat don't feel like they have to do that. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the Portland Trailblazers are the team with Damian Lillard. If the Heat want Damian Lillard, they might have to. Um, listen, I get it. Damian Lillard is being a little, uh, you know, cryptic with his posts on Instagram and stuff like that. You know, resharing things on his story, then deleting them, talking about being on the Heat and stuff like that, and making all these references here and there. But at the end of the day, he has a Portland Trailblazer, and we talked about this. He's either going to go into training camp with Portland or he's going to go to Miami. Portland doesn't have to do shit. Sure, they can make him happy. They could, you know, do this and that to accommodate him, you know, for his services and stuff like that. They don't have to. They can keep him on there. He's signed a contract for, you know, another three, four years, you know, has to fulfill that contract. And Damian Lillard, we talked about this, isn't going to be a guy that I think will sit out at training camp or anything like that or, like, hold out or anything with the Blazers. From the Heat perspective, listen, I understand. Like, it is a they're asking for a lot for a 33-year-old. I understand that. But Damian Lillard is a one-of-a-kind, a very special talent. And if you get him by just giving up guys like Tyler Hero – uh, we have Nikola Jovic, uh, uh, Jaquez, yes, Jaquez Jr. Um, you know, you have to give up some role players and guys like that. I know Tyler here may be a little bit more in the role player, but you're giving up those guys and picks for Damon Lillard. You're immediately a favorite to win the NBA championship. And there's no, there's no question about that. You got a big three of 
Lillard, Butler, and bam, boom, there you go. That's a team that has made it to the finals three of the last four years, you know, have made it very far in the postseason for the last four years. Same and the Celtics have met up the last three of the last four years in the postseason. Damian Lillard immediately legitimizes your team and makes people think, oh, shit, okay, this is the favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference. You're looking at giving up picks for, you know, the next, you know, four or five years. I get it. But, like, if you, it's about winning championships. And if that's what you got to do to win a championship, I think the Heat have to bite the bullet. Maybe they give up one or two less picks than the Blazers want. Maybe instead of, you know, giving it up, you do some swaps, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, I think the Heat have to bite the bullet, and they have to do what they got to do to get Lillard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty simple math equation in this. You know, like, one plus one is not going to equal 99. Uh, like, obviously, what I mean by that, getting a star of that magnitude, you're going to have to gut your team to some degree anyway. Every, every team that really ends up getting a star, like, look at what Phoenix did when they traded for KD. Right. They they gave yeah. up Bridges. They gave up Cam Johnson. They gave up pieces, two big pieces to their every team. Pick. <laughs> yeah. And pretty much every draft pick possible in order to get Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets, which obviously now we're looking at Phoenix like they're a perennial title threat. Mm-hmm. If not this year, probably going into next year if KD decides to come back. So right. in Miami shoes, like I like Tyler Hero. I like Hammy Hawkins a lot. I think I think he fits the Miami Heat culture act after watching him at UCLA. I like that's probably a sneaky good really good role player. And Nikola Jovic was showing out for his country during the the FIBA World Cup as well. They all have a lot of potential to be good role players for your squad. And if you do want to take that route of being, we're a really good team and we have our two stars and Bam and Jimmy and then the rest. I don't know how much stock I want to put into to young guys to be able to carry my team or go further. You made it to the finals and you were clearly outmatched. Your off is not going to change and you're trying to go back in just hoping that a, another year of seasoning for some of those younger guys. And like, they also like, lost a handful of guys from last year, too. Max Struess so. and Gabe Vincent were big pieces for him. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you're right. So, I mean, overall, I think it's well worth the risk if you're Miami to just go ahead and pull the trigger on this thing. And you figure out the depth along the way. Like, yeah, free agency's over, basically. A lot of the better pieces are already off the table. One of the guys out there were holding out. Two of the guys they were holding out hope for, actually. Ended up signing to other teams that could be possible title threats. And Christian Wood, who's now a Laker, and yep. Kelly Oubre Jr., who's now Philly. just, yeah, just ended up in Philly. Two big pieces that they could have used, but both of those guys wanted to see if Dane was going to go down there. It didn't happen. They decided to take their talents elsewhere and possibly ended up in better situations currently. So They decided not to take their talents to South Beach. It, they can't say the same like LeBron, huh? But... <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty tough, you know. I mean, yeah. you have a big decision to make. If if you're Pat Riley, do you want to gut your talent and be a title threat maybe for the next two to three years, I would say, is the window? Because, I mean, Jimmy Butler's not exactly a young star. Bam is probably 25 to 27-ish, if I had to guess. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be right in his prime years. He's entering them. Yeah, so, I mean, realistically, your window – it's not super wide, but I mean, it's there. We can see it. It's visible. So yeah, not nah, it's, it's worth the risk of gutting your team for this. Like you said, this generational player, I think a guy that's just as talented as a Steph Curry or a Kyrie Irving, you know, yeah. one of those upper echelon point guards in the league that yep. would take your team to the next level. That's the thing. You're trading for a top three point guard in the NBA, borderline top three point guard, depending on who you're talking to. And in the NBA, it's all about winning championships. Pat Riley knows this more than anybody. And you're talking about the heat culture. 
having some of these guys that fit the culture, and I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever. You bring Damian Lillard into that heat culture and you're immediately going to like everything changes. Like obviously in Portland, like they had, they made it to the playoffs, you know, a few times they made it to the Western conference finals once, but this is a whole new ball game now. Like Damian Lillard finally is going to be on a team where they, you know, have championship potential and he's never been on a team like that in his career. So you put him in a position like that and Damian Lillard, he's a, he's hungry. He wants to win. If you put him there, I think it's going to be very dangerous. Like, um, as a Celtics fan, like as a Boston fan, I'm telling you, like that team would scare me. Like Damian Lillard in the playoffs is not someone you want to cross paths with. Say the same thing about Jimmy Butler. Dan Matabayo has had big moments in the playoffs as well. That could be one of the best big threes in the NBA if you put them together. I so don't think it's. I don't think it's much to think about, to be honest with you. That's my next question for you, though. Like, where would you rank them out east? Because obviously, I mean, I will for- say. Uh, so Philly, I think is they're they've crumbled. I, I take them out of the top three contention. I think you know Boston obviously is a team you have to you know tip your hat to. You have to put them in there. You know I know I'm a Boston fan, but I do think that they are in that top three. Of course. Then you got you know Milwaukee and stuff like that. You know they have some things going on over there that we might get into and all that. But you know they have you know their own. You know, they still have their core together and all that stuff, which is great. Miami, again, they just made it to the finals and stuff like that. So I think you really have to, you know, I think if you Miami might be the best team in the Eastern Conference if they get Damian Lillard. Honestly, I, I think that that is a move that I I think you have to. It, it's one. It's interesting because when you put a new player into a roster as well, it's kind of like a wait and see. Like it might take a little bit to, you know, put it together. Sure. Miami was what they were um, the nine or 10 seed or whatever. They were in the play last, uh, last season. So it's not even like, you know, they were a top seed in the East too. So, you know, they would have a depleted roster. That's, you know, understandable, but I think favorites, uh, maybe not like uh, regular season also to me is like some teams just don't really give a fuck during the regular season. It's all about when the playoffs come around, I think the heat would be a top three favorite to come out of the Eastern conference. Maybe I should reword that. I think okay. it's like, Boston, Milwaukee, and Miami, I think, are the three big teams that are going to be the favorites coming out of the East. When it comes to rankings, regular season and stuff like that, I mean, that's always going to move around. Injuries, um, you know, breakout teams, all that stuff could happen. I feel like every year you always have, like, a team or two that's just, like, you don't expect to be a top three seed but end up being, you know, at the top of their conference. Um, Yeah. But if Damon Lillard goes to the Heat, I think that they are – definitely a favorite coming out of the Eastern Conference next season. Yeah, like, I I think I don't mind, I don't mind them being, like, in your top three of your Eastern Conference teams. Hell, I would put them there. You know, mm-hmm. I think with, like, a team like Cleveland hot on their heels, because I'm still wait, waiting on, you know, the 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 rise of Evan Mobley offensively right. to take that mm-hmm. team to the next level. And Cleveland but, uh, could be a team that finishes top three in the Eastern Conference standings. Like, last year, I was talking about sure. you know, a team unexpected, like the Kings. They were the number three seed in the West last year, but they lost in the yeah. first round. So it's like to some teams, like yeah, you could fight in the regular season and get the seeding and stuff, but what, what mm-hmm. matters is the playoffs. Yeah, like I, I think that's you know you hit it, again, you hit it on the head. I think that's the main thing. I wouldn't have them being the best team penciled in because I still don't think they feature like a Jimmy Butler. Obviously, is a bona fide star. Yeah, and I think. I don't think anybody could really question that, but I'm not going to put him over the likes of a of a Giannis. I don't mind putting right. him up putting him up against a guy like Tatum because 
He's came up small on the biggest stages the last For couple sure. years. For sure. So if you want to say that he's better than Jason Tatum or somebody wants to do that, cool. I don't mind that. You know, that that's a debate for another day. Overall, the, the Celtics still have a better team, even with Damian Lillard being added to it. At least mm-hmm. that's, how, damn, that's how highly I think of Chris Stapps and Jalen Brown and the rest of the supporting cast that Boston does have. Even though Malcolm Brogdon is looking like he's going to demand a trade soon, conversation for another <laughs> day. Yeah. The, the depth yeah. of the team overall is still pretty damn good and a lot mm-hmm. better than what it's going to be after Miami does decide to cripple their team to to get Damian yeah. Lillard. So yeah, I mean, I think yeah, on paper they're not going to be a top team for sure. It's going to come down. To, I think this if obviously if Miami gets Lillard, we'll just say they do. We'll just say they give up. You know those role players we mentioned, picks, whatever. So you have Lillard. Butler, bam. This could be a year where it's like, okay, now we have these three. Let's see how far we can go with these three and stuff like that. And hell, maybe they do make it far. Maybe they do make it back to these conference finals or even the finals. Who knows? Then next year, you kind of see, okay, now we got to build around it. Kind of like with Phoenix last year. They trade for KD, you know, at the deadline. They got him and then they lost in the playoffs. Obviously, you know, there were some factors that went into it, whatever. And this offseason, they revamped that team. They went out and got Bradley Beal. They brought in all these bench players, these shooters, players that could work around their big three now. And now this is the year that people are thinking the Phoenix Suns, you know, are the favorite or one of the top favorites to win the championship. That could be like what Miami is going to be doing. I mean, I don't mind that being the the blueprint for them, right? They're getting Mm -hmm. a player like a top 10 player all time at his position potentially. And they already have one of the better clutch performers in Jimmy Butler as well, which along with Damian Lillard is pretty damn great himself in that position. Then you have an all-world defensive player in Bam, who should have been on Team USA, by the way, but all-world defensive player in Bam. (laughs) So, I mean, it's your big three is set. And nowadays, or at least for the past 10 years or so, that's all teams, super teams are really looking at. Like, do we have this assemblance of our three main guys and who could we put around them? Obviously, LeBron, and I've been in L.A. for the last, like, five to six years or so, he's never really completed his super team in L.A. or getting that third good star. But instead, mm-hmm. he's filled it out the, the way with depth, right? And that's – if let's say Miami doesn't happen to get Damian Lillard. If they don't, that's all they need to worry about is de- developing those young guys. And, again, I don't think they'll – I don't even think they get back to the Eastern Conference Finals if they don't make the move, if they don't make the trade. I think beating yeah. Milwaukee in the first round was still kind of like fluky. Kind of fluky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, not having Giannis yeah. available all those games makes a big difference. And arguably yeah. that guy could be the best player in the world if you want to say he is. Sure. So I'm, I'm a little sketch. Like, I think the Heat definitely need to get this shit done. Yeah, if they don't, I think, I'm they not need to stop tiptoeing around this, man. I'm getting sick of this shit. And we said it like it's just like get it done. If you're gonna do it, do it. If you're not, training camp starts in two weeks, so like something's got to give eventually. If you're not gonna do it, back away from it. Damon Lillard's got to figure it out in Portland. Just let's get this drama but, over but with. You know I'm fucked of all. I'm I'm sick of all this. I I get it. Like you know, we we've talking about it a few of these episodes so far, but also do understand the reservations of not pulling the trigger. Because, again, you're going to be gutless. There's not mm-hmm. going to be anybody else coming off your bench. Maybe right. maybe the only players that I would recognize on that roster, if they're able to keep them, which they probably will, would be like Haywood Highsmith. Who played, Duncan Robinson, too. Yeah, maybe, yeah, because the money. Who can't even, who can't even play in the, in the playoffs. I, yeah, like I, I'm not quite sure what that roster is going to look like after this potential trade. So yeah. I understand Pat Riley's a smart dude, and he knows that. Like, damn, mm-hmm. like. Now Portland's driving an even harder bargain than what they were prior to. But hey, 
Damian Lillard wants to get out the building. Apparently, there's even some random Eastern Conference team that they have refused to actually mention the name. That could be a suitor for Damian Lillard as well. But we've had we'll seen see. him be, be adamant that he doesn't want to play anywhere else but Miami. Mm-hmm. We'll I don't see. know. We'll just have we'll, to see. What we'll, we'll see what happens. Speaking well, speaking well, of the, the guy we were just talking about who could be the best player in the world, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And also another he, disgruntled possible star in the future. I actually, I I respect how much Giannis just comes out and says the shit that he does, and he doesn't hold back anything. He's basically just talking about how he, like, he just wants to win, and he'll go anywhere he has to go to win. I'm pulling up the tweet right now. <clears throat> he goes, and I quote, if there's a better situation for me to win, I have to take that better situation. And this isn't even the first interview that he's had where he's kind of, mentioned that and stuff like that where he's talking about being in the right situation where he wants to win i mean he's basically just saying like hey milwaukee if this is if this place isn't good enough for me i'm out and this i think this upcoming year is the last year of his contract or two years i i know it's only a year or two left um but man he's got milwaukee fans sweating their fucking balls off right now because if i was a milwaukee fan i would be so nervous over the fact that arguably the best player in the world might be dipping in a few years because he is just not he he doesn't like the situation yeah i mean honestly like i was trying to pull up the contract details but off the top of my head i think it expires 2024 25 so i think about two more years on this deal uh, give or take. So, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, but, I, you know, I could kind of agree with you there, too, that it's very, very real and mature also to let the organization know, both privately and publicly, if you guys don't do what you need to do in terms of free agency, in terms of putting, putting talent around me, then, yeah, I am going to leave. And I think even more so, having that, having the Bucks already go out and sign, like, you know, keep bringing the Nasses back is an incentive, obviously. They had Alex Adetokounmpo on the roster at some point. I don't know if he's there anymore, but... You know, trying to bring his family into the fold, into the situation also makes perfect sense, too, which is yep. how you keep a star happy. You have to pull out all the stops. Like like for Charlotte, for instance, another thing we mentioned on the show, they should have signed LiAngelo Ball. Obviously, LaMelo Ball signed a long-term deal for the next five years. But still, in order to keep my franchise player happy, yeah, I'm going to sign your big brother and put him on the team. Like, why mm-hmm. not? So, right. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, a dangerous game that the Bucks might have to play in the next couple years. Because re-signing Chris Middleton and and Brooke Lopez, I, they have to they have to re-sign Drew Holiday too. I think after this offseason, that's a big one. And Drew Holiday's threatening to retire though. Which is, is he really? Yeah, like he said after his contract is up in Milwaukee, he's think he was going to contemplate retirement. What? Oh damn, I didn't hear about that. It was something that came out like months ago. So oh it's, damn, it's going to be a huge offseason after this season. Obviously, we're very very far away from that. Yeah, but it's still okay. something to think about. So Giannis's contract, he's on the books for the next three years technically, but the last year is a player option. So for next year and the year after, he's under contract. And Drew Holiday will be a free agent after this season unless he picks up his $39 million player option. God, bro, these I mean, <laughs> it's so, it's so these guys make so much money. I mean, God bless them. I mean, all respect to them. But um, yeah, yeah, dude, I think it's, I I do agree with you. I do think it is mature. I think it is kind of like, you know, Giannis is being real. And and Giannis has always been that type of NBA player where he doesn't hold back. He says how it is, which I, which I respect. I like a player that does that. He's, you know, publicly and privately giving Milwaukee the heads up. Hey, listen, if things don't change, if things aren't, you know, suited for me, I'm not afraid to leave. You know, I, I, I don't know if he's a guy that, you know, 
looks at being a franchise for a lifetime and stuff like that. Obviously there are guys that, you know, would like to, you know, be a lifer and stuff like that. Follow that Kobe, Dirk Nowitzki mold, Tim Duncan, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, you want to win championships. You want to be successful and go down as one of the best players ever. And if where you are isn't the best place for that, you know, you, you got to switch it up. So it would, it, me, it would be crazy if that happened, but. Let me cut you off here and just ask, like, straight up, scale of uh-huh. 1 to 10, how serious do you think Giannis is about this threat, like, about leaving Milwaukee? A solid 9. Yeah, I think it's real. I don't think he would say all this stuff if he didn't mean it. I think, in a way, I don't think he's threatening the organization by coming out and saying things publicly, but I do think he's, like, he's putting them on the hot seat. They, you know, they brought back Brooke. They brought back Chris and all this stuff. But, you know, I think Mike Boonholzer, uh, you know, the coaching situation may have, you know, changed some things up. Maybe that helped or hurt. I don't really know how that affected things. Um, and I do believe Drew Holiday, what comes down to that, I think that's going to be a big, you know, a big factor into this as well. Um Maybe Giannis, uh, you know, is looking at these other teams. And I don't know if he's the type of guy that would talk to other players. I mean, he actually, I don't think he is. I think a few weeks ago or a week ago, he came out with a quote saying that he doesn't train with anyone because he doesn't want them to, like, see what he works on or whatever in the offseason. So yeah. I, I, it would be fascinating, like, how he would go about leaving and where he would go. Like, if he's, like, not recruiting guys, but kind of, like, looking to team up with players, whatever it may be. Because... Two, like Milwaukee has done everything they can to keep him happy and like put the best team around him. Um, it's a very interesting situation, but I do believe he's serious when he talks about leaving. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I think a nine is very appropriate. I don't even mind if you call it a 10. Uh, yeah, just I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Yeah, like just think about think about being his teammate. Think about being Chris Middleton or, or Brooke or Drew or... Or even the new head coach and Adrian Griffin, who just took mm-hmm. the job. Think about the type of hot seat. Yeah, he put management on the hot seat to get something done in terms of putting talent around him. But think about the talent that's already there. It's teammates, yeah. Like, how, how do they take that? How do they they decipher that? Damn. I know that Giannis, like if I'm Chris Middleton, I know that Giannis is the best player on this team. And if he leaves, or if he doesn't think we're good enough, like he's he's going to leave because we didn't do what, right. what we needed. Yeah. Right. It could Makes- be a, a slight towards them if they take it that way if they're sensitive sure. or you should just get that to light a fire up under you and actually mm-hmm. go out and win some more games and most importantly win an nba right. title again it could go one of two ways i like the fire under them make you, like you said you know have them win more games have them really you know chase after winning championships to keep Giannis around to keep that window open for you know a, an x amount five more years at least whatever or yeah. they could take it personally and be like oh we're not good enough for you fuck you like all right leave whatever which, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it could I don't be think, a kind of disrespect there, possibly. Right. I don't think Giannis is, I don't think he's trying to come off as that, though. No. But I do understand why, like, his teammates could, they could take it that way, you know? Yeah, like, it all It all depends, like, how, like, what? what's their mental level like? Are they really that emotional of a man or what? Like, I'm right. not trying yeah, to come yeah. back. What's come their mentality? From, yeah, like, you gotta, we gotta just be open and honest here. I could, that's, if a star demands a trade, like Damian Lillard or like Kobe Bryant in the past or like Chris Bosh, even when he didn't want to go back to Toronto, that should let you know as his former teammate that or current teammate, damn, we're not doing something right here. We couldn't keep this dude happy because, hell, like Kobe, Kobe didn't want to pass Smush Parker the ball because he, <laughs> he already knew that Smush Parker was an unreliable source for the team. Right. He didn't like uh-huh. his game. 
Like Giannis isn't coming at them in that way, obviously, but it's like, right. hey, this isn't it. This isn't the this isn't the mix. And you know, this happens in the NBA. This happens in sports. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to blow up your team, and that takes a star player getting disgruntled and wants to exit. And that sends your team into an automatic rebuild, obviously. Because even yep. if they kept Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, I mean, and Drew Holiday, even if he decided to stay, that's a fringe playoff team, possibly. Yeah, that's like, that's not a contender anymore. That's for damn sure. It's just a playoff team that we know we'll yeah. see. Damn. They're a piece away, but you know yeah. that's yeah. But last thing before we move on to our games here, I know we're running through it here. Just give me some potential landing spots that you could see Giannis at, like or like your top two. I mean, I think some teams that I feel like always get thrown around. The Knicks, I feel like our team, just like you know, just the the lore of playing for the Knicks, playing in Madison Square Garden. I, they have a very good team built there already. Um, you know, that could be a team that Giannis could slide into and really turn into a championship team. And then obviously, like, I'm not, I'm going to give you three. So I'm going to give you the Knicks, a team that we always talk about. If the start isn't like if they don't get Lillard, it could be Embiid. And if it's not Embiid, it could be Giannis. The Miami Heat are a team that is always going to be like, at a, I feel like a top place for these superstars to go. So I, I would not, uh, I would not. Uh, you know, forget not think about them, forget about them if they don't get a Lillard or, you know, if Embiid or whatever like that happens down the line. Or another team that I've always heard about uh, is the Golden State Warriors. I, I feel like I've kind of heard rumors of Giannis and Golden State in the years past and stuff like that. Obviously, stuff getting older and stuff like that. I think, you know, giving him kind of like in a way a little different but similar to how LeBron, you know, he's gotten older, so they get him AD, and AD's the one that has to take over the team. Steph Curry's getting older, you give him a star like Giannis so he can take over the team. I can see a situation like that as well. I understand that one, but, you know, Giannis, I think, is maybe 29 or 30. Steph is 35. There's not, like, a huge gap. And I, I think I do think Steph is a guy that ages like fine wine too. I, I don't yeah. think Steph Curry, like even when he's like 37 or something like that, I still think he's going to be lighting it up. Obviously, yeah. if he's still healthy and all that. But oh yeah, now I, like I think I like all those destinations though. Like I think, I think the Knicks I, is the most realistic in my in my opinion. I yeah, like the the Warriors seems a little far fetched, kinda because mm-hmm. I, I know I Giannis mean, doesn't even really like it. Yeah, yeah. I, just Giannis hearing him saying himself at one point in time, like a few years ago, I don't really care for super teams. Like, that's the easy way out. And, like, right. you know, obviously people change their mind nowadays because Damian Lillard didn't want to run from the grind either, right? But yeah, and look what he's doing. Uh-huh. Ex- exactly. If I had to give my three, though, I think the number one one for me that I, that sticks out is the one that he actually called the allure of the franchise, Chicago. You know, obviously, Michael Jordan built that house up 6-0 in the mm-hmm. NBA Finals. That's somewhere that he already kind of alluded that he wouldn't mind actually playing. Not, if he too, far, not too far from there anyways. Exa- Milwaukee, like Chicago. Maybe a two- to three-hour drive. Man, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how yeah. that looks on, on, the, yeah. on the world map. but <laughs> It's close. I do like, it's close. I do like the Chicago, the Chicago aspect of things. Okay. Kind of abandoned that, you know, the Balzac project that they had going on. <laughs> kind of just move on from that era, era yeah. with DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Lonzo, and just build a new team there with Giannis being the focal point. Uh, another one I like also is Dallas. I think and pairing him with a guy like Luka and Kyrie is also locked in for the next four years, potentially. I don't know, unless he thinks the world is a triangle now. But we see what happens. But <laughs> there's, definitely, there's definitely a lot of, I think, attraction if I'm Giannis to play with two of the 
best perimeter guy, two of the better perimeter guys in the league, Luca and Kyrie. And Luca could be the face of the league in a couple years here. Yeah, obviously it's a it's a thick race with the NBA stars that we don't know who's going to be that, but Luca could be a perennial multiple time MVP just like how Giannis is. Then you have Kyrie Irving. Then you kind of just figure the rest of the things out. So I think those are my top two. Third one, yeah, I'm kind of going to go with you on the Knicks there. I think playing in the mecca of basketball is probably going to be appealing for everybody, even more so than Venice South Beach. I know they got the weather. I know they got the girls. You know, the, <laughs> the strip tax, clubs. The tax free. They don't the have tax, to pay any taxes exactly, down there. You know, That's well, you a big know, one. What's a what's a few what's a few million dollars to already a multimillionaire anyway, you know? Sure. Go play in New York, revive that dead franchise. Cause again, like I told you a few episodes go, ago, the Knicks haven't won shit in our lifetime. That's a franchise that if you go to and you win a championship there, that that is a big piece on your resume. That does a lot for your like all time rankings and stuff like that. Yeah, like you know, obviously New York is one of the biggest markets in sports. Obviously, mm-hmm. biggest markets in the world for whatever it is. Sure. Business, yeah. entrepreneurship, whatever. I don't care. But in terms of basketball impact over the span of our lives, I, I believe you're 25, I'm 26. I haven't seen them do anything that I actually care about other than them being a hot spot for opposing players to go light them up. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone going there and bringing a championship there, that is that cements your legacy as an all time great, right there, at least in the eyes of New York fans. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Bing bong. We Bing can, we bong. Can. That's the best thing to come out of New York in our lifetime. Sadly. But, you know, that. <laughs> oh, the last thing, too, before we do get on to the games here, just a, just a quick little, you know, more lighthearted thing. I know we've been kind of serious and hard on these stars a little bit, but Hakeem Olajuwon is supposed to be working out with Giannis sometime yep. before this offseason is over, which is dope, you know, a, a big yeah. man, teach him a dream shake, maybe some other low post stuff, maybe even some tips defensively. You know, that's one of oh, the yeah. dope defenders. But mm-hmm. he charges $50,000 for lessons. We're, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to blast your ears. Though, we man. Were, we, no, no, no. We were, we were talking about this a little bit before we started. Um, yeah, it's a few. There's a, there's a few reasons why he might be doing this. One, he's stingy. Uh, he just, he, he just, he wants to make as much extra money as he can too. He needs money. Uh, maybe he, he, you know, all that MBA earnings, which was a lot different back in the nineties. Uh, maybe that faded away a little bit. Um, maybe he needs those extra funds. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because you don't hear any other like legends like that work with younger talent, like today's talent stuff. Maybe they do. And we don't hear about it or anything like that. Um, But yeah, it's interesting that, you know, you have a player like Giannis who obviously uh, respects Hakeem, you know, wants to learn from one of the all-time greats, uh, you know, debatable top 10 player of all time. And Hakeem's like, yeah, like, you know, they, I appreciate that. I respect that you want to work with me. Um, I need $50,000. <laughs> it's like you show up to the gym to work with him. And I said this to you, it's like, you don't need to show your ID. You just got to show up with a check that has, a, you know, a five and four zeros on it. And then you're allowed in. So. Yeah. It it just gives me the vibe of like like I don't know if you ever watched like those those like drug dealing shows like a power or snowfall or something, but you know, they, they they're expecting, you know, if you if you want the goods, you know, I'm not gonna you say gotta, that on camera, but if you want the goods, you gotta, you gotta pay bring up. a bag of full of cash and full of money. I just pictured like like Franklin Saint just popping up and just dra- <laughs> dropping a bag for like with fifty K in it. Like it's <laughs> 
Like, okay, yeah, now you have access to the gym. Like, are you serious? Now listen, for $50,000, if Giannis is going to go through with this, he better be fucking, like, he better be doing the Hakeem shake all season long. He got to be def- he averaging three, four blocks a game. He's got to be MVP yes. defensive player of the year again. You know what? You hit it on the head. His yeah. offensive game needs to be super polished yep. because that is probably the most, arguably the most skilled big ever. In terms mm-hmm. of offensive repertoire on that low block, he's got to be giving you something for fifty k. He's he's showing you something. He's giving you some. I don't know what it is, but like whatever he's giving you, you gotta you gotta take advantage of it. I mean, <laughs> goddamn, fifty thousand dollars. You got. You know what? Maybe maybe I'm overreacting because it was fifty k to guys that are making two hundred thirty million. Right. right. It's <laughs> just it's just the fact that like why is he why is Hakeem doing? I want to know why. I want to know the reasoning personally. Man. There's got to be. There's got to be something. There's got to be a good reason why. NBA pension, NBA retirement, 401k, whatever, it cannot be good. Like, Not good. Be, you know, it, nope. it's dope, though. I mean, it's it's chump change, but that's that's more than teacher's salary that he's asking for. That's like yep. him walking up <laughs> to his local Houston elementary school and being oh, like, yeah. give me your paycheck for, yeah, for the whole year. That's what that's what a good amount of people. That's I feel like that's what uh, most people make in a year, well, more than what people make in a year. And you're paying that for a workout. Damn. Like I said, Giannis better come out next season, averaging 35, 15, four blocks a game, doing the Hakeem shake on everyone. That that's what I, that's what I expect out of him if he if he goes through with it, which I'm assuming he is. But but you know, on, on a more serious note, before we do move on to the games here, I mean, mm-hmm. those are two of the three guys to win an MVP and a DPOY in the same season. Mm-hmm. I am interested to see. Yeah, you didn't know I knew that, right? But I pulled that nugget out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I am interested to see, like, you know, what's what's going to come of this because Kobe worked out with them. Uh, I think I think guys like Kevin Durant has also inquired with them as, a couple times. Kobe came back with a much improved post game, which is why I think his is better than Michael Jordan's. Debate for another day. And obviously, KD just shooting over top of everybody, but had a little mm-hmm. bit more torque and skill. It was awesome. So, I mean, the biggest weakness in Giannis's game is his shooting. I mean, so, if he gets that fadeaway down, Ooh. forget about it. Game time. Okay. Let's do it. Game time, baby. All right. So, I have three games for you. I think you have two, correct? Yes, sir. I'll let you so, kick us off. I will start here. So, as I've told you before, I've gotten a little easy on you the last few episodes. I've got, you know, I've asked you some opinionated stuff. Stuff where you don't really have to, you know, think back in the history books here. But I'm going to make you sweat a little bit today, Jerry, all right? Let's do it, man. First workout of the day, man. So the first game that I have for you, I'm going to be asking, which teams has this player played for throughout his career? So I'm going to give you three NBA players, and I just need you to list off the teams that he played for during his career. And this, I ain't giving you no, no Kevin Durant's. I ain't giving you no... <laughs> No I'll, Kobe I'll, Bryant, Tim Duncan, one and done. It wouldn't be fun that way. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be fun. fun that way. I'm going to give you some guys that obviously you know of. They're, these aren't like, you know, bottom of the barrel players. You got to tell me which teams they played on, all right? Let's go. The first player I have for you is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. very. That's a very, very interesting one because obviously he played on some randos. So uh, obviously you got Chicago, born and bred, drafted there. Yep. Uh, Damn, I'm already drawing blanks. <laughs> there think, are some there are some teams that obviously, and this is for all them, like our repeats and stuff like that, of course. So like maybe try to think of it. I mean, think of whatever way you want. Maybe it's more recency or like going down the line yeah. in order, but there are a few repeats. I'm definitely not going to go in order because Chicago, the New York Knicks, yep. the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, 
Cleveland for a stint, and we're not going to count Memphis because he technically didn't play a single game. For we don't him, have right? nope. We don't have to count him. Okay. I know of oh, Detroit also, and that's it. There you go. There you go, go, baby. You know Derrick Rose. Come on now. Yeah, Starting yeah. off hot. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna heat it up a little bit, okay? We're gonna heat it up a little bit. The next player that I have for you is the new Sacramento Kings center, Javel McGee. Oh, now that's that's a that's an ugly one. There's a uh, there's, there's a there's good a amount of teams. He has got a good jersey collection. <laughs> he, could, he could make the rainbow just like how Shaq did in his career, right? That's right. Uh, yep. So I'm gonna go Washington, Denver. Uh, the Lakers, the Warriors, obviously, the Phoenix Suns, and I know I'm missing the Dallas Mavericks. Yep. I, I have, like, one more. I know, right? Don't I? Two, Two more. more. Two Damn. more. One of the teams, um, I think was a very quick, a very short stop. One of the teams, you, I think this other team, you might, he was there a little, maybe more than a year, a year or two. Um, one of them's definitely more recognizable than the other, that's for sure. Two more teams that I've missed. He didn't spend a ton of time. You know, that's the thing with these, with journeymen, like, who he played for kind of thing. It's So so I'll tell you, so one of the teams he was on for a full year, and the other team he was on for only half a year. Oh, that makes it ugly. Yeah. I, I'm yes. not going to flex. I don't think I'm going to get these. Are they are they major market teams? Yes. No. So um, so they're both, uh, one of them is more major market than the other. They're both, they are both in the Eastern Conference. Both in the Eastern Conference, major markets, running through Eastern Conference teams. Major, I, uh, maybe I should go easier with the word major. It's a, it's a, it's a big market team. It's a recognizable team. It's not like a that. It's a big market. It's a big market. It's a well-known team. Oh man, yeah, I'm slowing down now. I was rolling at first because I like. Yeah, the I don't know if I would have remembered uh, these two. One of them, maybe like if when we go over it, you'll remember, but. The other one, I, I don't even remember him really being there, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I'm out of juice. like Because I don't think he played for a team like the Hawks or the Hornets or anything like that. And those aren't even major marks or the Heat or the Magic or nothing. So Yeah, out of Jerry's juice. All out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all out of Jerry's juice right now. Um, all right. So the last two teams, well, one of them was the 76ers. He was there in 2014, 2015. Yeah, he was. And then in 2021... 2020, 2021, before he joined the Nuggets, he was on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was like the first half of the season or something like that. Then he got shipped off for his second stint in Denver. Did he, any yeah. play, did he even play any games in Cleveland? Would he play like 10? He It was a very small amount. Yeah, he was not there. He was not there for long. Yeah, that wouldn't have, I wouldn't have remembered that one either. That, you know, that I named the one. teams that he had an impact on, okay? Yes, you did. You Forget did. about everybody. I mean, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You had listed six out of the eight, and the six ones you listed were the most relevant ones. So, all I'm right. not even mad. You could have nope. that. You shouldn't <laughs> be. Hey, that's seventy five percent. That's passing right there, Jerry. Hey, C's get degrees, baby. What you all got right. for me next? So I have one more player for you, and this one is definitely going to be the most challenging one. This guy has had a a bunch of stops and some of them were half a year some of them were barely maybe even just a few games Rajon rondo well that's not good mm. <laughs> yeah uh, this is a tough one let's go with the obvious ones here uh obviously boston 
won another title with LA, obviously. Chicago's another stop. The Sacramento Kings are another stop. The Dallas Mavericks, I think, are the ones that stick out clear yep. as day to me. Yep. Those five. Uh and now we're getting into the uh now we're getting into the uh, one year one year half a season stop teams. Cleveland. Yes, the last team he was on. Uh do, 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 do. How many more I got? That's like six right there. Three more. Three more. Damn. I did, the, one of the teams that you haven't mentioned yet, he definitely um he had a good he had a good season there. Like this was one of his last like good stops. It may have been his last good stop, to be honest with you. I mentioned Sacramento already, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh last good stop. Where did Rondo? And then I can give you uh, a few hints as as we keep going if you need them. I'm trying to think before I even get to those hints because you know those are valuable gems. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, yeah, like yeah, lay them on me. Let's okay. Go. So uh, it's two Western Conference teams, one Eastern Conference, and he played. So two of the teams are half a season that he played for in the same season, which was in 2020 to 2021. So after the championship in LA, he played yep. somewhere. He, well, he signed. He had a sign somewhere, and you said it was. And two- I actually, I want to actually see how many games he played for this first team because I don't remember. Oh no, no, there's no, there's pictures of him wearing the jersey and stuff. So he definitely played a few games with them. You said it was two Western Conference teams, right? The so there's there's three teams left, two of them Western Conference, but the one year that he played for both of them, one was East, the other was West. I should have clarified mm. that a little bit more. Damn, that I'm gonna is... I'm gonna try to pull up how many games. So the Clippers, yes, that is one of them. That was it? one of the teams that he was on for half a season. So he was on a team before that, earlier in the season, and then a few years before was a Western Conference team. But what Eastern... And on, on that Western Conference team, he had a pretty high assist per game average. He actually played pretty well on that team. On that Western Conference team, he played well. He had an impact. He did have an impact, yes. And I know it's not like a place like Phoenix or really any other team in the Pacific. He played for, he played for three teams in the Pacific Division. So it kind of marked the rest of the other two. Talk about out. having a good jersey collection. Yeah, seriously. Ah, uh, let's see. Couldn't be. It can't be a place like Portland. I don't remember that. It can't mm-hmm. be a place like Minnesota. So I can X that out as well. You're Is much more likely to get this Western Conference team, the Eastern Conference one. The Eastern Conference one, even though he played, like he played 27 games for that East team, it's very forgettable. It's like, the Hawks, ain't it? Oh, yes, it is. I do. I remember that though. Like that's yeah. That's fresh yep. in my head for some reason. Yep. No, that was uh, only a few years ago. All right, so you have one more team left, that one Western Conference team you have left. And what year did he play for this Western Conference team? 2017-2018. 2017-2018. Yep, it was in between um, the Bulls and when he went to the Lakers for this first year. Last. So he made one stop. And he played, like, most of the year, too. It's not the only – he only played a handful of games. He played most of the season. This is a tough one. Uh, 17, 18. I'm, trying, I'm just trying to picture Rondo in some jersey out west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After the Chicago stint especially. Oh, man. This is probably going to piss me off later. Damn it. This is hard. Hey, you've gotten eight out of the nine so far, so you, you have been killing it. There's a lot of teams. Uh, I just can't think of what teams are in the west. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I want to say the New Orleans Pelicans. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. 
Oh shit! Yeah, the New Orleans. Yep, the Pelicans. Absolutely. Dang. He played sixty-five games. He averaged a little bit over eight points, eight assists, and four rebounds a game, oh. and over a seal. I think they beat Portland one year with Rondo, AD, and Drew Holiday. He was him and AD had a really good. Uh, he was a very good point guard for AD that year. Yeah, I do. Look, let's go. There I'm you proud. go. You had it. That. You had it. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I feel All like right, the one nine. you didn't expect me to get was the Hawks mate, mostly though. That's the one I thought you were going to get stumped on the most because, again, it was only half a season. And, like, I don't re- really remember any, like, big performances from him. And I, like, I don't even think he wanted to be there. I think it was one of those, like, he played it out and then he got traded type of things. Oof. All righty, man. What do you got for me now? Well, you know, I'll let you pick your game, man. A or B. Oh, thanks. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go in order. We'll just start with A. All right. Well, game A – is something that I had to do some digging for. The NBA players with the highest cumulative career earnings. So, okay. basically, who made the most money within their NBA careers? Okay. Just all I need from you, I'm not even asking for a top 10. I'm asking for a top 5. So, who's made the most money throughout their NBA career, huh? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, you have this is an interesting like category because you have to think of like more modern players too because obviously like a guy like Michael Jordan who you think is the best player of all time isn't going to be top five because the nineties eighties nineties money wasn't what it is so what it is today so yeah think of the bigger contracts who signed you know a handful of big contracts and throughout their career um, I mean I have to I feel like I gotta throw in like a LeBron James. LeBron is number one, baby. He's number one? Oh, shit. LeBron made $431.86 million in his 21-year NBA career so far. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Money I can only pray that I reach someday. I don't think prayers is going to get us there, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a man of God, too, and I'm telling you one thing. I don't think prayers is going to get us there. All right. Um, All right, LeBron James. Let's go with, I'm trying to think of guys that like, you know, at one point sound like the biggest contract in NBA history and stuff like that. So it's like money that they've like already made. It's not like, um, like, for example, like if I just signed a contract this offseason, like it's not like what it could be in total, right? Exactly. Yeah, you're on the, you're on okay. the right track. So yeah, okay. like, okay. like technically LeBron's not getting his check for this 2023-24 season yet. You okay. Know? Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to go with, give me Steph Curry? No. So, no. Steph Curry is actually number seven on this list. Oh, I okay. Right okay. So he's up there. You're close, okay. though. But, but check, I'll, give you, I'll give you somewhat of a hint. Okay. Steph Curry's career earnings are $302 mil point, well, $302.8 million. He is literally $130 million back from LeBron. So now you just have to think about who's possibly signed these max deals or big time okay. contracts in between like Steph and LeBron. Obviously, Steph missed a lot of time. That's why he probably didn't sign for more money in between. Right, right. So longevity is important here. And longevity is these max deals. Maybe I do. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking as modern as I am. Maybe there are some NBA players that have in the past that have racked up a good amount of money. But I'll, t- I'll tell you what, before... This is a huge hint for you. And you, okay. better, you better thank God that I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Every night before I go to bed, I do. <laughs> There's only four active players. There's four active players on this list. Okay. And then one 
is one that's is retired. retired. Okay. But he played in the mid nineties. That's when he started his career. He started his career in the mid nineties. That's all I You can know, say. okay. I'm so I was thinking of this guy. Is Kevin Garnett on there? Yes, Kevin Garnett. Yes, okay. Your five. That is your okay. yeah, I, I remember I remember for a while I was hearing like he was one of the top earners. Okay. Okay, yep. Kevin Garnett. A lot of big deals for Minnesota, obviously. And, yeah, we see how that turned out. A whole lot, nothing to show for it. Okay. Um, okay, so three more active players on this list. Okay. Um, see, this is hard. It's, it, like Things like this you feel like should be super easy. But then it's like, then you start drawing blank. I'm trying to think of, like, all the teams and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of longevity definitely is a, has to be a big Big part of it is Kevin Durant on there. Kevin Durant is number three on this. He's number list. three. Okay, so yeah, you're okay. there. You, you how much three. is how much is KD? Can I ask how much? For sure, Kevin Durant is at three hundred forty nine point one four million dollars. So I need two and four right now. There's just a ridiculous, sizable gap between LeBron and second place. Like I'm not gonna say someone like Jokic. He just signed a massive contract, but again, he's younger. And also, think getting, about it, he was a second-round pick. Yeah, he didn't make a lot of money to start. Nothing like that. Um, ooh, ooh, you know who could have made a lot of money? James Harden? James Harden is incorrect. Ah, uh, I feel like he is cool. actually about right behind Steph. Like, Steph is at 302, uh, James Harden's at 301. Damn, okay. I was going to say, he definitely has made a lot of money in his career. Um, ooh, no, he did make a lot of money, but he's definitely not top five. Um, how about I, I? I'm not. This isn't really a guess of mine. I just kind of. I'm curious of where he would be on the list. Where's where would John Wall be on this list? Is he in the top ten? Let's see, because he finessed a lot of money. John Wall is exactly at number ten. Actually, is he okay? Yeah, I I want. I knew he wasn't going to be top five, but I was just curious. Okay. I think I like I like where your head's going though. Like you're definitely on the right track you got three you got three of the bigger names on it literally in terms of height and size now the rest are under Mm. six five (laughs) okay 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 so we got some guards in there now um how about how about a russell westbrook russell westbrook is number four baby number four okay 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 so now it's just number two what's this what's uh how much is number two compared to lebron well how much less does he make than lebron uh, not super great at math, but just looking at that, that's about still a $50 million difference. Actually, it's like a $60 million difference. Damn. Okay. A guard number two of all time. It's exactly $72 million difference. Sorry. <laughs> the $72 million difference. I just did the math. Oh, you should have said that before. Is it Damian Lillard? No, it's not Damian Lillard. No, okay. <laughs> I was like, that would have been cool if I pulled that, that out. That was a very, a very stab in the, like, I, I like the shot in the dark, but nah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Thank guards. Guards, guards, guards. You're really going to hate yourself if you don't guess this. No pressure, though. No, for, yeah, no, of course. No pressure. He's played, for, he's had to have played for a little, oh, Chris Paul? There, okay. <laughs> there we go. There, there we go. go. Okay. CP3. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely been around for a while. A lot of big contracts with the New Orleans Hornets, obviously, when they were still called that. Yeah. Got another max deal with the Clippers and then signed mm-hmm. something else crazy with Houston and then Phoenix. Yeah. Like, and, he, and yeah. he's still making, what, like 35 mil a year in his age 38 season, something crazy like that. Yep, and he's still an 85 on 2K, too. 
God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> All right. Good shit. All right. Proud of myself there. Yeah, that would have been think. tough. You did your thing. Uh, okay. So this next game that I have for you, you have to turn back the clock a little bit. All right. So I want you to name me the NBA Files MVPs from a 2010 season on. So the last 13 years. I was going to do the last 10 years, but like we're so close to 2010. So basically the 2010s forward. If you can name all the Files MVPs. Wow. That's that's an interesting one. All right, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, all right, 2010, you got Kobe Bryant. The Lakers won the title. Uh, 2011, Dirk Nowitzki. Yep. 2012, LeBron. 2013, yep. LeBron. 2014, mm-hmm. Kawhi. There you go. Uh, 2015, who won in 15? Golden State Warriors. Iguodala. <laughs> I want Iguodala. That's right. For for shutting down LeBron when he still averaged like you who know average, 35. Who averaged for 35, 40 yeah. points a game. Yeah. 30. That was like a, I'm not going to call it a pity MVP, but I mean, it was kind of like, we can't give it to LeBron, so we're going to give it to the guy that guarded him. Anyway, yeah, yeah. 2016, anyway. obviously redemption, LeBron James. Uh, 17, damn, who won a title in 17? Oh, that's right, Kevin Durant. Same thing for 2018. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. back to back there. Uh, 2019, Kawhi Leonard again here. 2020, LeBron, the bubble chip. 2021, Giannis, the Bucks. 2022, mm-hmm. Your boy Steph Curry finally got his due diligence. Yep. And of course, 2023, we have the Serbian beast in Nikola Jokic. You nailed it. You nailed it. 13 for 13, Jerry. I mean, hey, I, I would hope I'm able to name that. You know, like it's honestly, I kind of got kind of scared at first when he said, I was like, oh shit, I'm probably going to flop on this. But yeah, if I feel like if you just kind of like think back on the teams that won, you can kind of like easily yeah. just like match up like best player on the team or in, or in the worst case, Iguodala. You know what I mean? So. All righty. All right. Well, Good shit. Appreciate that, man. The last game I have for you, which I'm expecting to say the same words to you yeah. in a very yep. positive yep. way. Your favorite <laughs> game. Oh. Where did that player go to college? Love it. Love my favorite game. I look for yeah, every single office. You're, bri- you're brimming with optimism on this lovely Tuesday in September. You know, I think, I right. think these are pretty easy. These are guys I slapped together literally before the show. So it's not mm-hmm. even, I couldn't even get super intricate and just grab guys out the mud pile. So let's go with the brand new Phoenix Sun and Bradley Beal. That's your first one. Bradley Beal is or was a, a Florida Gator. There you go. See, look, man, hey. you're starting off great already. One for one. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Let's see if you can keep it going. How about Donovan Mitchell? I feel like I definitely should know this one. Um, Donovan Mitchell. I'm trying to pick. Oh, did he go to, um, oh, did he go to Michigan State? Ew. No, try again. No. No? Oh, fuck. Why I don't even know where you got that from. (laughs) I have no idea either. I have, like, green jersey maybe. I don't know. Oh, fuck. Um, Damn, that's tough. I I was feeling good about that one, too. That that was a shot. That was a shot to the confidence levels right there. I can give you a hint to, you know, the the worst hint in the world that the team wears red and white. But that doesn't narrow it down very much. I feel like I should should know this one. Um, Oh, my gosh. Um... I feel like I've seen him in a, like the jersey before. Why can't I think of it? Um, I can give you a football player that went there. <laughs> yeah, sure. It kind of helped me last time. Yeah, I think this is definitely – it should be a dead giveaway. Uh, I think he's the – is he the youngest Heisman winner ever? He might be. Lamar Jackson went there, though. Oh, oh, fuck. Louisville. There you go. See? Uh, like, yeah, hey, Louisville. I'm, I'm going to give you like wow, a half was, I was off of Michigan State. Holy yeah, like shit. I, that's why I said ill. Like where, I don't know where the hell you got that shit from. But 
But you know, I'm gonna give you like a half a point because I had to give you the okay. football hit. So you're like one point five, one point five. Okay. Okay, I'll take it. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. But now one. let's get out of this two guard stretch and let's go with a point guard and Trey Young. What you got for me? <sighs> Trey Young. I, I I know this one. This is more recent. He went to no. It was I have two, I have like three schools I'm juggling in my head right now. But I think he I think he went to Oklahoma. Are you serious? Because you're correct. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say I was like if I'm wrong then I I don't know I I was thinking Ohio State Oklahoma I was thinking like an O school school began with an O. You did well. You did oh, well. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you, like, you know, that, that, that two, two and a half, you know, out of three because, you know, you got the football in, but you did your thing. Hey, that's fine. That's better than zero, which is <laughs> kind of what I expect from myself with these games. If so. I have time to prep, I can make it way hard. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. All right. <laughs> what else okay. you got for me? Last one, baby. I got one last game for you. So, I need you to tell me the top scores of these franchises. So, I'm going to give you five. Ooh. NBA teams, franchises, and I need you to tell me who the top scorer of that franchise is, okay? Right. Now, it's kind of hard because, like, some of them are, like, pretty obvious. Like, I'm obviously not going to be, like, a Chicago Bulls or a, or a Los Angeles Lakers or something like that because, obviously, Jordan, Kobe, stuff like that. So, some of these, the ones I gave you are probably the more challenging ones. So, the first team I have for you is the Denver Nuggets. Alex English. Let me tell you something, Jerry. That is correct. And Alex English is one of the best scorers of the 80s, if not the best scorer of the 80s. So there you go. Right there. Okay. Now, maybe this might be not that difficult for you, but we'll, we'll see. The next team I have for you is the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm, I want to say Pal Gasol. That is incorrect. Oh. You want to take another stab at it? Yeah. If it ain't Pal, it's got to be Mike Conley. It is Mike Conley. Yep. It is Mike Conley. Uh, leader of uh, the point guard of the grit and grind era over in Memphis. Sure. Okay. The next team I have for you is the Brooklyn slash New Jersey Nets. Brooke Lopez. There you go. There you go. People people forget Brooke Lopez is a top top scorer. Come on now. Defensive player, but one of the best scorers in uh well, the best scorer in Nets history. Okay. <laughs> I got two more teams for you. This next team I have for you might seem obvious, but there there are a few factors you got to go into here. The Boston Celtics. I believe it is John Havlicek. Locking that in? I'm going to lock that in. I'm happy you did because that's correct. It is John Havlicek. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, like, Celtics, obviously, big name franchise. You could, you might be thinking Larry Bird. You could think even Paul Pierce, you know, because he was there for so long. But John Havlicek. He was a fucking bucket getter. I think 26,000, 27,000 career points or something like that. Yeah, like it was some crazy stat that I've seen with like his stats beside Michael Jordan's. And obviously yeah. Michael Jordan mm-hmm. has more career points, but Havlicek has like the same amount of all-star appearances and all this other thing. Obviously Mike is better for those who still don't think <laughs> that. But... No, no, I don't. Is that what you're saying, Jerry? What are you saying here? I'm 100% saying that Michael Jordan is a way better basketball player than John Havlicek. <laughs> I think John Alcheck has eight rings, though. He's got yeah, whatever. <laughs> Watered down arrow basketball. He <laughs> was playing against plumbers. Exactly. Okay. The last player that I have for you, or the last team I have for you, excuse me, is the Orlando Magic. Oh yeah. Now, now I think you kind of got me. Now, now you got my my wheels turning like with with sludge in between them and shit. Uh, yeah. Th- there's a. 
there's a handful of guys and it's pretty close i think <laughs> like obviously like off the rip like my mind wants to say white i can't i know Shaq's not in there because Shaq only played four years in orlando mm-hmm. so it's like nah it ain't Shaq. but i think that's what jumps off the page immediately like first instinct first thing i want to say yeah i'm gonna just say dwight howard let's just go with dwight howard <sighs> that's correct oh it well dwight yeah. howard that awesome. is Dwight Howard. Yeah, it's pretty close. It goes Dwight, Nick Anderson, Nikola Vukovic, and then See, uh, then after that drops off a little bit. I had, but they're all I had close. Vooch in my head. Vooch was definitely like, it might be him, but I know Dwight registers some a few twenty point seasons. If, I don't think if Vooch... he stayed, if he stayed one more year or even half a year, he would have been all time. Oh damn, he would have been all time. Yeah, him, Nick Anderson, and Dwight were all pretty close. So, but hey, you did very good. I, 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 you, you got the Grizzlies one off, wrong off for it, but you made up for it. I'm going to point five. Point five. So 4.5. We're giving, we're giving points out today. All right. We're giving point fives out, but you killed it. Good shit. But that's all I have. I think that's, that's our, uh, those are our games for today. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, another dope episode. I know, uh, one shout out before we wrap this thing up, man. Happy birthday to Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. They like they share a birthday on September nineteenth. Oh, like, that's very. You know, um, former teammates Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward also shared a birthday together. I think it was March, March twenty third. Why do I want March to say March eleventh? Because I know Kyrie is like all about eleven, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Oh, let's find out. I know they share the same birthday. Let's find out. Not but that it makes any difference. You could be right. No, March 23rd. Wow. Look at you. Look at my memory. I can't believe I even pulled that out. But yeah, fan legend, Dante Turo, baby. That's right, baby. Come on now. But you know, but all right. And it's also my homeboy's birthday, man. Happy birthday to Jay. But before we're out of here, Jay. though, real, 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 real shout out to Coach Prime and the Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes. Come on. Come on now. Are you kidding me? What they got going on over there is fucking fucking legendary bro i i'm rooting for them man i'm not a big college football guy but i am i'm rooting for them i'm definitely rooting for them but it's gonna be a tough uh it's gonna be a they tough a, couple weeks i was gonna say they have a, a few really good opponents coming up don't they they got they got bo nicks in oregon coming up this week and then the next week i believe they're playing caleb williams and usc so it'll uh, be a big test for them and travis uh, hunter's out too yeah lacerated really? liver sounds like one of the that ooh freaks me out when I hear that. It sounds like it should be a fucking. I would be like, I don't want to play football anymore if my fucking yeah. liver got lacerated. Honestly. It's only gonna be out a few weeks. But that's all I got, though. You got anything else? You good? I think I'm good. I think I'm good for the Ocho, the oh, Ocho man. episode, episode eight. Yep, we're we're done here, man. Appreciate y'all for listening. I know Dante usually gives his big spiel of following us on all socials. We have our Twitter handles at the bottom. <laughs> But you can yes, find sir. us on Instagram, sitting courtside, YouTube, TikTok, all of that jazz. Am yes, I missing sir. something here? I think you nailed it, Jerry. Awesome, man. Maybe I'm not a bad closer, too. Maybe I'm the new Mo Rivera. <laughs> I'm the new Mo Rivera, man. Where are <laughs> Yes, I, I was <laughs> saying, yeah, you, yes, you are. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys next week for episode nine.